We've been ministering on my sheep hear my voice. And this is a great, great series. You know, you can go on to uh, Brother Moore's uh, website and download that and pay attention to it, listen to it. It's really good. Uh, There's a lot more on those teachings of his than we can actually cover on a Wednesday night. Uh, But we believe, and I know on the inside of me, that every message that comes from this pulpit is directed specifically for this congregation, for us as a body of believers. I was was visiting with one of our um, youth leaders earlier today, and we were just talking about some different things in ministry and how important it is you being here tonight. It's so important that you're here tonight. I, I don't think people realize... Or when you turn into it when it's live. Because you make an impact on what's being spoken. Because if you're seeking God, the Bible says when you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. So when you come in here with an intent like, I need to hear something from you, God. You know what? God always sees, hears, and knows it. And he's always talking if if you'll tune your ear in, your spiritual ear in to listen. I, I gave the, the, this young minister uh, an example of years ago. Um, this was back, I guess it was probably 03, 04. And Cassie and I were in Waxahachie. And I don't think we we'd led, I don't think he had led worship yet here at that time. I think it was 04 and 05 when you led worship. But it was, I think it was 03. We were um, traveling and traveling all over, ministering the word, just going 9-0. We'd come about, I guess, about once every other month or something to church, and that's about all we could come. But um, when we were home, I would, I'd used to ride horses for people, and I'd be riding horses, and I'd listen to a Brother Hagen tape or a Brother, you know, uh, Dr. Savell, one of his. And they, most, Dr. Savell and Brother Hagen preached for about 45 minutes to an hour. Just about, if you ever listen to their teachings, it usually goes about that long. So I knew it was a good time. I could put a tape on and I could write. It was a cassette tape. We didn't have, just being real with you, okay? All right, it was a cassette tape. But I'd have that tape on and I would listen to one of those messages while I wrote a cult. Because you don't want to spend too much time on a cult because they're young. And you, 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 know, you can get to work on them and they're going. You're thinking, keep going. And it, it gave me a good pause every time I stopped. Every time a, a tape stopped, it reminded me, okay, you've been on this horse for about an hour, so it's a good time for you to just kind of step off, give it a breather, go ride another one for a little while. So, but um, one night, it was on a, it was during the revival fires. Back to, back in the day, Dr. Savell would do what is called revival fires, and he'd do like a three-day weeding. Sometimes he'd have, he had Oral Robertson here one time, Brother Copeland was in here, had Jesse, just different ministers. They would minister for about three or four days in a row. And uh, during one of those uh, evenings, I was riding a horse, and I just got through listening to a tape, and I knew the meetings were going, and it was about 5.30, and I just knew that I needed to be here tonight. And we, live, we lived in Waxahachie, so we, we commuted for years back and forth over here, but we lived in Waxahachie. It's about 45 minutes to an hour to get over here, because we also lived out in the country. And so, man, I... Um, I knew, I told Cassie, I, I was I finishing my last horse, so I rode up to the house and just hollered out, hey, you know, and from the backyard, I didn't ride the horse in the backyard, Cassie wouldn't let me do that, so, but I, but from that back fence, I, I'd, I'd hollered at her and said, hey, we're supposed to go tonight, can you get ready? 
And it goes, it, it was at seven, it takes an hour. I mean, so I'm thinking I got to get unsaddled, get all this. I mean, I'm like, but I knew we were supposed to come, but I knew it was about 5.30 when it happened. Of course, Cassie's always, that's what I love. One of the things I love about my wife, man, let's do it. So we just, uh, I went and got hustled, got here. We came in <laughs> and a little bit, yeah, worship had already started. I remember we were sitting, we were sitting probably back here by Tom and Teresa, uh, back here by the McCowans. And we came in, sat down. Man, it was just, and the worship was good, and we got to enjoy a little bit of it. And then Dr. Seville got up to ministry. And as he got up to ministry, he just kind of paused, and he said, you know, I had, a, I had this message. But about 5.30, the Lord just totally changed my message. And he says, I want you to preach on this. And Cassie and I have been asking God some questions. Just, And it was as if Dr. Seville took our questions off of the paper that we had written down on things that we, and he began to go like one point after another was one question from the next question to the next question to the next question. I'm just sitting there going, oh my goodness. What happened? What, what is that? It's being where God's called you to be. There's a, John Osteen used to say, used to have a mini booklet that said a place called there. A place called there. Where does that place? That's the place by the brook that Elijah was supposed to be at where the ravens fed him. It could be wherever the place is that God's called you to be. It's important for you to be there. You think, oh, it's not going to matter if I don't show up to church on It matters. There's things that God wants to deposit in us as believers in order for us to go to the next level. But it also only just affects us. It affects everybody else. Because this was a packed place. Back then, the revival fires, you would have... We had a tent. They'd set up the tent out there to be able to, that's how many people you'd have in this place. And so, but you're, what is it? What is it? You, I, I knew that day I affected that service that night by what? My willingness at 530 to go, you know what? I'm seeking, God. I'm listening to tapes. You're listening to messages at home. You're feeding your faith. But man, there's something, I'm telling you, there is something about the DNA that God put in you for the place that he's called you to be in. And you need to make sure that you hang on to that and be faithful with where God has called you to be. Thank you, Father. Cling to it. Do whatever it takes. I love Brother uh, Or Roberts. Has one of the things that Doctor Savell learned from him, that Brother Copeland learned from him, is when you hear a word from God, don't confer with flesh and blood. I mean, I'm sitting on top of a horse, sweaty, nasty, yucky. I've got to get it, rinse it, feed the rest of them. Get them. I got my booking it, man. Joe, jump in the shower, get everything going, grab a baby, coming over here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hello, your natural's going. I'm too tired. I got, man, no, I'm telling you, there's some things just keep on pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Put yourself in a position when we were praying before service tonight, get in position for what God has intended for you. God notices you. God sees what you're doing. He sees what nobody else is seeing. He is mindful of you and he rewards the faithful. And that's what I'm probably preaching Sunday. You're asking faithfulness. There's something about faithfulness, faithfulness to what God's called you to do. And and that's part of the word. You know, you can't have days of glory flourishing or abounding if you're not faithful to be where God's called you to be, to do what God's called you to do. Good to have you, man. And sometimes, you know what? You got a million things, but you know what? Be faithful. Get there. Do what we came in a little bit late that night. 
But that's all right. That wasn't the thing. It was, I knew I needed to be here. Get your pride out the way and go do what you need to do. Come on. Hallelujah. All right. So that's not the message, but we needed that. Amen. So I just take it, receive it. Hallelujah. Man, this is probably one of my favorite subjects to talk about. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. Because I was a, I was a, a young, ba- well, I wasn't, I was, I'd already been in ministry 10, a little over 10 years as a Baptist minister, traveled, ministered in, in six different countries. I'd traveled thousands and thousands of people, seen thousands come to know Jesus, all this kind of things. But, but in my life, I knew there was something missing. And what I was missing that a lot of people in their walk with the Lord is missing is a, a, a leading of the Holy Spirit in their life, not, not what they want to do in their life. And so what we're talking about tonight is how to be led by the spirit of peace that lives on the inside of you. You have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Your natural mind can't comprehend the things that you, God has in store for you. But your spirit man, which is the spirit, when you have the reborn again spirit of Jesus living on the inside of you, part of that spirit is the spirit of peace. Yes. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. This is that peace that you and I have got to learn how to trust with every ounce of our being. My first word of faith pastor, um, Pastor Monty, would always say three things. He said, it's real simple. He says, if you want your relationship and your walk with God to go in the right direction, do three things. Number one, stay in the word. You stay in the word. The word of God will not turn, will not return void. It'll do what it said out to do. Heaven and earth to pass away, but the word of God is not going to pass away. Stay in the word. Meditate. That seems to be your, the number one thing that you do. The second thing is, is follow peace. You have to learn how to follow peace. The peace is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your peace. And you've got to learn how to follow that peace. The Holy Spirit's not going to push you into anything. He's going to lead you and direct you in where to go. But learn how to follow that peace. And the last thing it says, and learn how to walk in love. Because you got Jesus is the word. The Holy Spirit is peace. God is love. And those three, he said, you simplify your life. And, and we're going to focus tonight on following peace. But simplify your life by, by those three things. Stay in the word. The word of God is going to do what it's set out to do. Jesus is the word. Hunger and thirst for the word. The Bible says he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, his right standing with God through Christ Jesus. You were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, how is Jesus the word? Jesus is the word. The Holy Spirit's peace. No peace. You, you know God. Serious. That's a part of God. That peace is God. If you know, have a a intimate relationship with peace, God himself, then you're going to know when the counterfeit comes up. And that's what you have to know that peace so so that you can accomplish that which God has for you. Follow peace. Bible says follow peace with all men. And some people ain't too peaceful. Don't follow them. Amen? (laughs) Seriously? And then love. Walk in love. Man, the greatest commandment of all. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Walk in love. We got, that's it. Faith worketh by love. Who is love? God. So you got it. those three things right there. So mark those down. Hope you wrote those down. We're going to talk about following peace tonight, though. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Okay. Go to John chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 2. But he that entereth in the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Say this with me. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, verse 3, it says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Say, I hear his voice. Okay, and it goes on to say, and he calls his own sheep by name. Say, he calls me by my name. Moser. Woo. He calls you by your name. Seriously. And he leads me out. Say, he leads me out. Verse 4 says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. See, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit go before you and make the crooked places straight. So he's going before you. Say, he goes before me. And then it says here, and the sheep follow him. Say, I follow Jesus, my shepherd. And the scripture says, for they know his voice. Say, I know his voice. Don't ever say, I don't hear the voice of God. Don't say that anymore. According to the, say what the word of God says about you. Say, I know his voice. Amen. Look at the next verse, verse five. And a stranger they will not follow. Say, I will not follow a stranger. <laughs> but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Jesus continues in verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. I am known of mine. Say, I know him and he knows me. He says in verse 16, it says, and other sheep I have. See, this is important too, because we're a church. We're a body of believers. God's called you to be a specific church. He wants you connected at a specific place. There are other great churches in this community and around the world. So don't try to compare yourself to some other church. Just be in the church that God's called you to be in. If you're watching by way of internet, same exact thing for you. It doesn't matter. You just got to be where God's called you. There's other sheep of different folds, okay? It says, which are not of this fold, them also must... I must bring, they shall hear my voice. There shall be one fold. Here's what's so cool. We got a bunch of different, but we're all in the same fold. Come on. Jesus. Jesus. If Jesus is the shepherd of your soul, you're in the right place. Amen. Say, I'm in the right place. One fold and one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Say, I hear his voice. He knows, me, he knows me, and I follow him. I follow. Go to John fourteen twenty six. It says here, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. So we know the Holy Ghost is what? Peace, right? So I love this. I heard, I think it was Creflo. It said, he's the God of all comfort, so you can be comfortable. Not comfortable like in just plush everything, but on the inside of you, there's a comfortableness about you that you're okay. You ever go someplace and you feel real uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah, it's because there's not a whole lot of Holy Ghost in that place, right? <laughs> Seriously, 
I know Trey flies and ministers, and I know you just got back from over overseas and stuff. And when you fly into places sometimes or go into a place, you can feel something in there. And you just kind of go, oh, Lord Jesus, we're talking about some place we're going to be both be at in another few weeks. And we're going to get in there and get out. Amen. <laughs> and so, but it's, but you do what God's called you to do when you get there. Amen. 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 Bring the light of Jesus to all the world. Amen. And so, but there's a comfort there that you have to understand. He's a comforter, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Say, the Holy Ghost is teaching me all things. In verse, don't turn over there, but in, in 1 John chapter 2.20, it's one of my favorite uh, scriptures when it comes to the Holy Ghost, is I have, you have an unction that comes from the Holy One. You have an unction, a knowing, one translation is a, a knowing that comes from the Holy One, and you'll know all things. And I believe with all my heart, part of that knowing is the Holy Spirit of peace that's on the inside of you. This is even when it comes to ministering and, and trying to do something. You ever, we're going to talk about the difference between the Holy Spirit and the way the devil tries to get you to operate. And, and part of it, you know, the Holy Spirit's like, man, chill out, cool, calm, hey, easy, you know, like ice, just, just smooth all the time. Now, the opposite of that is, I got to do this, this has got to happen, I'm going, you know, come on, let's get it done, do we, you know, somebody's putting pressure on you, okay? So that's the opposite of that. Well, there's an unction. The Bible says you have an unction or a knowing. I always call it an unction of function, okay? You got an unction of function. And part of that unction is the Holy Spirit of peace. That's no, if there's no peace in this situation, just step back. Are you trying, are, are you trying to get it done or are you letting God do it for you? Okay, we're going to keep going here a little bit, and then we'll come back to that because that is really important. Uh, and uh, continuing in, in verse 26 of John 14, he'll bring all things, and this is what's cool. Uh, even here he says, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You ever find yourself talking to somebody and all of a sudden scripture comes out of you that did, you didn't even know was in you? Amen. Come on. Yeah, isn't that like awesome? Well, that's the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're going, boy, you kind of feel good about yourself too. You know, it's like, whoa, I got the preach on me. No, you got the Holy Ghost on you. (laughs) He's calling things to your remembrance. That's what he does. And it's wonderful. You know, it's, I know such times when we're ministering, man, man, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Goodness gracious, man. Makes us look good. Hallelujah. I say, so, um, Verse 27 says, peace. So there it is. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Man, your achy, breaky heart. Get rid of it. Come on. There shouldn't be any trouble going on in your life. If there's trouble, it's not from God. I'm just being real with you where this is concerned. Because you need to, you need to know this. Because I think sometimes we try to complicate things. I'm just going to barrel through it. No, you know what? Step away from it. Let God do what He needs to do, and you'll just walk through it. He says the Bible says you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Not you're sitting there trying to get through. I'm get through. I'm do what I got to do. No, He walked through the valley. You're looking around like, man, what's the deal here? Come on, it's good, right? It's a good life. Say it's a good life. Because I follow peace. Go to John 15, 26. Here he is again. But when the comforter is come, 
Who has he come? That's a good question. Yes, the Holy Spirit came right on the day of Pentecost. Boom, shakalaka. It was good. Come on. The Holy Spirit showed up. And it was awesome. I'm telling you, when the, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you turn into a different person. There are things in my life that I couldn't shake in my life until I got the Holy Ghost. And I still have to submit myself to the Holy Spirit because my old Dracula self wants to come out of the coffin sometimes. Come on now. Hello. (laughs) Be real. You still have to, you still, we're not totally sanctified completely yet. Amen. We're setting ourselves apart, but the reality of it is we're going from glory to glory. There are still some things that still have to fall off of us in life. Okay. All right. So, and the Holy Spirit's the one that's going to help us get there, right? This is good because we've got to learn how to yield more to that than trying to get our way done. Even if we think it's scripture, God will perfect his word. God watches over his word to perform it. You need to stop trying to perform it. Oh, hallelujah. That was for somebody. Somebody said, I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Goodness gracious. All right. So 15, whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. So that's another form of the Holy spirit is the spirit of truth. But what's truth? Thy word is truth. Correct? Because see, here's where people get, you know, people love the anointing, the anointing of God that shows up, especially in a worship service, that spirit of God. But God never separates himself from his word. And, you know, that's something that I think that, I, and Cassie and I, when we first got together and we tra- started traveling and things, and I, you know, there's, there's opportunities that come to you all the time as a minister, but the reality of it is they don't want everything that you've got in some places. Yeah, come on, especially the Holy Ghost sometimes, amen? Seriously, why? Because they just want the word, they don't want anything else. I mean, I preached in all of them, Church of Christ, Presbyterian, you name it. They like that word, but the moment the Holy Ghost shows up, they like that too. They just don't want to go too far with that. You cannot, yeah, you, if you're... When you don't, don't even think about trying to control the Holy Ghost. Cause Trey and I were talking about, you know, every time I've listened to Richard Roberts talk uh, to ministers, he's always talked about every time I try to figure out what I'm going to do in the service, it never, it never works out the way I want to do it. Seriously. That's what, one of the testimonies that I've heard Richard Roberts say every time when he's ministered to ministers, it says, if you want to see the miracle signs and wonders that God has intended for you in your life and in your ministry, then you're going to learn how to turn the control over to him. And he'll do it different than you think you ought to, it ought to be done. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Woo-hoo. Um, the spirit of truth, he shall testify of me. This was Jesus talking. But when the comforter is come, verse 26, whom I will send to you unto, unto, the, unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Of who? Jesus. The word. Okay, so John 16, 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, there it is again, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. See, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they're all in one together. 
So the Holy Spirit's just going, okay, God, when do you want to do this? How do you want to do this? We're in this conjunction. Jesus did what he was supposed to do is continued at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us in the process of it. There's a constant conversation going on here, but they're communicating with each other. The greatest communication system ever. And he's downloading things for you and I. All right? It says, um, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. There it is again. Isn't that nice? That is really cool to know that I can know my future. Holy, the more time you spend with him, the more confidence you will become of your future. Amen? Cultivate that. Say this with me. Say, the Holy Spirit shows me what is truth and right and will lead me into all truth. I love this. Brother Moore said this. It's not a matter of the Holy Spirit showing us. It's a matter of us Paying attention. Yeah, that's good. That's good. He's always talking. Now, next part of this, spiritually minded or carnally minded? Spiritually minded or carnally minded? There's a testimony um, because you can even take the word of God and use it in the flesh. <laughs> Give me an example. I was, I think I was 19, freshman in college. Um, I grew up, I was a Baptist. Well, I probably shouldn't have said that, but, uh, anyway, um, Baptist ministers kid. And, uh, so word all my life. And, um, I got home. My sister has a real hot temper. She used to have a really bad temper. And so I was picking on her one day. And so she's, uh, just teasing her. She's a couple of years older than I was. She just reared back and just slapped me as hard as she could. Whack. My mom was just right there in the other room, just watching and uh, I, being the good little Christian guy I was, I did this. You can just imagine how hot she got after this. I looked at her. I was like, are you serious? I said, here's your other cheek. Was that, I was like, I was like, I was, I, I was not, you know, you're supposed to turn the other cheek, but you're not supposed to sit there and mock her and say, hey, like, that's all you got? Come on now. You know, so it's important because people will take the word of God and use it for their own benefit, how they want to use it, take it out of context and say, that's mine. Uh, another, another small testimony where that was well, really a big testimony. Uh, there was a couple of ministers that were going, getting ready to go to a meeting and the process of them going to the meeting, the Holy spirit told the minister, he says, don't, he said, wait five minutes. He's like, wait five. He knew he heard the Holy Spirit tell him, wait five minutes. He thought, man, that's, that's crazy. He said, I'm, no weapon formed against me stands or prosper. I'm totally fine. I'm just this time, I, we need to get there. We need to just go. We need to go. We need to come on, honey. We're, we're out the door. They go out the door. And he's quoting scripture, mind you. Go out the door, not five minutes down the road. Bam, they're hit, almost killed instantly. Why? The Holy Spirit didn't want them in that wreck. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Wait five minutes. Yeah. He is always watching after us. Listen. Yeah. Pon atención. Listen. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah. Get your ear, get your antenna always in tune with whatever it is the Holy Spirit. You got it. We got to constantly do that. Constantly keep ourselves. Uh, Brother Copeland would always say practicing the presence of God. Just constantly stay in that state of, uh, Cassie talks about uh, like the dove being on your shoulder. Because the Holy Spirit's just sitting right here with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you, so 
Might as well just recognize it. Amen? Okay, so spiritually minded or carnally minded, we choose. Say, I choose to be spiritually minded or carnally minded. Whoo, hallelujah. Romans 8, 5 through 6. Let's go over that real quick. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Say, I'm after the things of the spirit. Here's the thing about it is a lot of things that you're believing for right now, God wants you to have them just as much as you want to have them. But if you're going to try to get them in the flesh, you're going about it the wrong way and you're headed toward destruction. Because he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if you let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, he's going to take you to that promised land that he's promised you. Okay? So, say, I'm led by the Spirit. Okay, so verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Say, I follow life and peace. Who is the author of life? God. Right? Jesus. The resurrection life is in Jesus. So we follow life and we follow peace. The carnal mind, verse 7, the carnal mind is the enemy of God. There's a scripture. We're gonna, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. In Proverbs chapter 3, growing up, that was my ver- favorite verse in the Bible was, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Yeah. Okay? And my understanding, I, I but... I, I thought I understood the word. So that was, I thought that's what I was just trusting the understanding that I have of the word. No, even my understanding of the word. Yeah. I lean not on my own understanding of the word of God. Right. I don't know it all. Yeah. That's right. hey, how many times have you read a scripture, go back and read it again, or hear somebody else preach about it and say, well, I never saw it like that. Yeah. Or you're reading it and goes, man, I never saw that. Whoa, God, what are you saying to me? You, you, right, come on. That's cool stuff, right? So what God's saying is, man, don't think you have it all figured out. Hmm. All right. So um, to be carnally minded is the enemy of God. Man, can you imagine Jesus going, well, Lord, I I spit on the clay, uh, on the dirt yesterday and healed the dude. Why can't I just do that again today? (laughs) He only did what he heard his father say. Come on. You got to see that. And it was always different. It's fun, huh? All right. So uh, verse 14, let's keep over to 14. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God. Say, I'm led by the spirit of God. That means you're a son of God or a daughter of God. Verse 16 says, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's com- you get, to get confident about that. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of no other do I listen to. I adhere to it, cling to it, rely upon it, lean upon it with all my heart. I lean not on my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge him and he directs my past. So in all my ways, I don't do what I did yesterday just because I did it yesterday. Or how I did it yesterday. Yeah, I'm thinking about sharp horses are on my brain right now, but I think about sharp. If you try to do the same thing with the horse every single day, they get different on you. Right, Trey? Seriously, especially on those young ones, you're, there's constant. You want to be consistent about some of the things that you do, but you, there's certain things that don't work with every horse. Right. Every horse is different. Yes. You know, there's different personalities, just like people. So God knows how you ticks. So let him beat your drum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. 
You been riding young horses? There we go. Good deal. All right. So, um, so question here, does the mind play a part in this process? It does, doesn't it? What's, what's the nine have to be renewed? Okay. Romans 12 two. Yes, it does. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. Yes, it does. But you aren't led by your, by your mind. You're led by the Holy spirit. I always say this people, what God's trying to get to people is 18 inches away from where they try to get it. They try to figure it out up here when everything that is in here. But when you trust this, it'll help this. He doesn't want you not to think, but he doesn't want you to think according to what you think you need to do. He wants you to listen to in here with your spiritual ears, get in tune here and listen to that. And allow him to refresh and renew your mind. Your mind is being renewed day by day. Yes. Y'all like fun. I like y'all. I love y'all. Okay. Um, we are to be internally led, not externally led. Because we do have the mind of Christ. But we have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us in order for the mind of Christ to come to the top and do what it's called to do. Amen? If your whole world is in the natural, then you're immersed in death. I'll say that again. If your whole world is in the natural, then you're immersed in death. The natural man receiveth not the things of God. Inside every born-again believer, the outward man is decaying, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Life as we know it is the briefest part of our lives. The natural is all dying. Think about that. It's going to pass away. Sin is in the earth. We're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Are you carnally minded or are you spiritually minded? Focus, because if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, because the manifestations of the thing in the flesh come out of the spirit, man. So if you'll sow whatever you're doing, if you're sowing it to the spirit, it's got an eternal weight of glory. It's going with you. That's good. Yeah. It's not that God doesn't want you to have things. He just doesn't want you to try to go get them yourself. Yeah. And, and, and the only way you can accomplish that is by paying attention to his, the leading of his spirit rather than what your flesh wants to get done. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you try to do it yourself, you'll have an Ishmael in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what happened? The spirit, he was, the, Isaac was a, the son of the spirit. Hmm. The promise. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. So life and peace are going to help lead you. Romans 8, 5 through 6 again says, For they that are of the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is peace. Spiritually minded 
people will connect with life and peace. The man on the inside is not getting older or deteriorating. Here, here, here's, here's important for you. If you're, if you're dealing as a born again believer, don't allow, don't allow, don't allow diagnosis of dementia, Alzheimer's, or any other mental disease to be received in who you are. Now, your brain, it's going to die, but your mind will live with you forever. And your mind, if you allow the word of God and be led by the Holy Spirit, your mind can be renewed day by day. Claim that for your loved ones, your relatives. Speak it over them. Don't speak what everybody else is speaking about your relatives or people that you know in that situation. Because if they're a child of God, a born again, recreated spirit, then they have a, they're a new creature with new features and that is being renewed day by day. Let the word of God do what it's called to do and let it live, be alive on the inside of the people that you know have made a decision for Jesus. Claim it for yourself. The mind of the just is blessed is blessed, too blessed to be cursed. Um, here's the thing about it. With your mind, you can look on the end. You can, you ever just contemplate, just have some moments by yourself and you're kind of regurgitating some things, trying to, you know, allow the Holy Spirit, do that with the Holy Spirit. Look on the inside of you. You ever just sit there and kind of, what, what, what do you, your heart, listen to your heart, not your head. With your natural, you look with your eyes. A good illustration for me, and, and, and we minister, Cassie and I minister to a lot of uh, young adults. And, and one of the things that helped, helped me, one of the things that allowed me to receive my wife was I didn't look for my wife on the outside. Yeah. I, 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 I fell in love with my wife before I ever saw her. I knew that she was my wife before I ever saw her. And she knew I was her husband before she ever saw me. One of the reasons I focus my energy on that, because I made too many stupid decisions in the past (laughs) to get me to the point where I knew I couldn't make a right decision with my natural man where a woman was concerned. And I learned, you know what? I'd pray in the Holy Ghost every single day over my wife, which is now Cassie. For at least 15 minutes a day. What was I doing? I was getting my head out of the way thinking, I need this or I need that. I tried on everything you could possibly imagine. And I messed up. Seriously. And it took me, it took me five years to, to retrain myself before, to receive my wife. And she'll tell you, for the first two, three years of my marriage, I, I didn't even look at her. I mean, I looked at her, but I didn't look at her. I didn't check her out. Because I had trained myself to stop looking. Seriously, the Bible says, don't look to the left or to the right. And I took that literally. Because <laughs> the, the, the eye is the window to the soul. Yes. I wouldn't look at, until I, met, until I married Cassie, I would not look at a lady in the eyes. For those five years that I had to re, be, be retrained. To learn how to listen to my spirit man, not my natural man. That can be in areas of your of your, your house that you're believing for, of the, uh, where your kids are in their life right now, and what you think they need to be doing. 
the job that you have right now or don't have right now and that you're believing for right now? Are you going about it in the flesh or you're going about it through the spirit that God, God knows what you need. So if you'll tune into him, he'll open the eyes of your understanding, your spiritual eyes so that you can receive the things that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So glory to God. All right. So gospel of peace. Now I want you to see this because a lot of times in, even in ministry, cause you can get this way. I learned this in ministry. If I'm ever anxious to try to like, I need to get that person saved. That is me going somewhere, trying to get something to happen rather than God going somewhere to get something to happen. Didn't get a whole lot of amens on that one. Yeah. Everybody wants to get their family saved. You want to get your friends saved. You want to get people saved. You want to be a, a blessing. Be led by the Holy ghost where this is concerned. And it's by peace. Look at this. Got a few scriptures for Ephesians 6.15 says, Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So let God open up the doors for you where ministry is concerned. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding where ministry is concerned. Romans 10.15 says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Isn't that good? Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on in your understanding. Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, spiritually minded, because he trusteth in thee. Okay, what are you, how are you going to do this? You're going to constantly be yielded by peace, not by the flesh. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace. You're seeing this. You were saved by the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. The Holy Spirit is what led you to Jesus. That's his job. To magnify Jesus in your life. He's been your friend from the beginning. Depending upon how much you yield to him depends on how much success you have in your life. Success that lasts through eternity. All right? Look at this. Let's compare for just a second. I got a slide they're going to put up for me. God's plan, the devil's plan. This is some things, because I believe a lot of times that, uh, I think she's got something. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's look at this together. Real easy. God's plan is a perfect plan, right? Then you have, on the other side of this, is disorganized. All right? On this side, leads us into good things, leads us into bad places. Life and peace or anxiety, fretting, and death. Love, hate, hatred, fear. Friendship, enemy, away from God. Reconciliation, lost, and destruction. Unity, union, and accord, discord, and dissension. Order and understanding are from God. Disorder and confusion come from the devil. Agreement from God. Disagreement and disunity is the devil's plan. Harmony from God. Disharmony, upset, agitated, fighting. If those are the only thing that you're dealing with over there on the right side, stop them. Right? Just, just go, eh, that's not me. Okay? Calm or disruptive? Composed or frustrated? When you, when you're, when you feel like you're in those right side over here, it's because you're in the flesh. I mean, I told my wife what was so fun about doing this, getting ready to preach this is I got, I mean, I, it's always a message. You ever find you get a message you have to preach and you're like, Oh Lord, hit me a few more times. Why don't you give me a body blow? Hit me here. Okay. Tranquil, content or anxious and discontent. 
relaxed or tense? What's your house feel like right now? You know, what's your job situation look like right now? You know, but you, you have to, you have to weigh that. You have to weigh that. You got to see this. There's some scriptures here that are going to help us too. First um, Corinthians 14, 33 says, God is not the author of confusion. That's one of those things up there. If you're confused, that's not God. He's the author, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints, confusion doesn't come from God. Here's something that I pulled out of this. The devil doesn't want you to have faith and patience. Right? Because through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. So when you start getting impatient, you know you stepped over into the devil's territory. You got to have it. You got to have it now. (laughs) That's the flesh. Okay? So the devil doesn't want you to have faith and patience and wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit through peace. The devil wants you to move quick. And in the wrong way. MTF. Moving too fast. (laughs) How do you avoid the Ishmael and get an Isaac? You must not make decisions based on it could be. We must make up our mind that we are not moving until we've heard from God. Have faith in God and his faithfulness to his promise to you in that situation of your life. If it didn't mean anything to you, it wouldn't be trying your patience. You don't have any more faith than you do have patience. Because if your patience is run out, your faith is empty. Because when your patient runs out, your faith has to. Just because it looks like it makes sense to you doesn't mean that it's how the Lord wants to do it. Make yourself relaxed no matter what comes your way and your mind stayed on him. Isaiah 26, 3. If your mind stayed on him, what does he say here? He says, if your mind is stayed, he gives you perfect peace. Mine's going, you know, God's got this. I'm okay. God's got me. I'm okay with this. God's got me. Part of the way you, you stay focused on him. And I love this. I think it was 03, maybe an 01, Dr. Savelle preached the message. Fixed, focused. Fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. Stay focused. What are you focusing on? The natural or the spiritual? There's a lot more scriptures here. <laughs> Let's go to Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your requests and once known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured. Isn't that some of the things that were on the left side that we were looking at a while ago? Tranquil state, okay? Of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing, no fear, from God and being content, not discontent or dissatisfied, with this earthly lot of whatsoever. How are you getting that? By that peace. That peace, which transcends all understanding. It goes beyond all your natural understanding. How can you be so calm in a crazy, hey, I'm, I'm cool. 
um, another open incident. I was, uh, I was um, talking to a friend of mine and, and uh, Trey's one time, uh, Jackie Stevenson, and I, and I asked him a question on purpose. I said, what separates, and there was a guy by the name of Clay O'Brien Cooper who won seven, I think it was six or seven world championships, right? Seven world championships. And I t- asked him a question, and Jackie's won the, he's won the national finals, uh, I know the average, and uh, he, he's a talented roper, all of them are amazing. I said, but what separates the Clay O'Briens from the ones that just every once in a while or just kind of, what separates them? And, you know, he said, he said, you know, I think what probably separates them is, is that when, whether they, they could have a $10,000 steer on the line going out there to rope it, and whether they roped it by two feet and won the round or if they threw one in the dirt, you never knew the difference between if Clay either won it or if he didn't win it. Yeah. He wasn't moved by a run. He always knew there was another one to rope. In your situation, don't be moved by the circumstances that you're seeing on an everyday basis. God's got this. Yes. Have the pe- let the peace of God which surpasses all hold you in, in the situation that you're facing right now, knowing that you know that you know that you know that God's got this. Yes. He's already promised this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes. And if God be for you, who can be against you? And he's already promised you the victory. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. You can, the Bible says there's no temptation, test, or trial that you're going to face that God has not already provided a way out for it. Yeah. He's already told you you're going to win. Yes. Read the back of the book. Amen? <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so we have to be confident of that. Amen. Listen and say, I am not, I am not. Moved, by needs, moved by needs, price, price. pressure, Opportunities, family members, or money. I am led by the Holy Spirit of God that lives on the inside of me. And that spirit is peace. Pastor Monty, one more illustration from Pastor Monty. Pastor Monty would tell me this. real made this real simple for me. He said, when you want to run, Rick, walk. When you want to walk, crawl. When you want to crawl, sit still and learn how to hear the small, still voice of God. He says, because if you're trying to run into something, then you're anxious. If you're the one running, when you want to, I've got to do this. If I don't do this, and this isn't going to happen. If I, I, when you want that that bad, take a step back. When you want to run, you walk. When you want to walk. I'm, I'm, I gotta get. I, I gotta get. I gotta go. Gotta go get this. Crawl. Slow down. Be anxious for nothing. Not a zilcho. Come on. Trust God. He's perfecting that which concerns you, and He's perfecting that which concerns me. <laughs> Colossians 3.15, this will be the last scripture that I'll share with you. It says here, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, be ye thankful. The Amplified, I love this. <laughs> let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as an umpire continually. Yes. Woo! 
How many of y'all played some sports in your life, right? Beep, stop. Everything's got to stop, right? Let the Holy Spirit, don't tell, there was time, I, I use this with students. Don't tell me that the Holy Spirit, when you're saved and they're getting ready to do something they know they're not supposed to be doing, I tell them, don't you tell me there wasn't something on the inside of you going, eh, 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 eh. Holy Spirit's always talking. Don't turn a dirt, don't tune a deaf ear to him. Amen. And he's always talking by peace. So if you're thinking, ah, oh, I gotta go, uh, let right here, it's on the inside of you. Trust it. You have an unction of function that comes from the Holy One. He's acting as an umpire. He's going, no, that's, that's out of bounds. Stop. You're going in the wrong direction. Stop it. There's times where you're going, you, you, you got to get there. And all of a sudden, all the wells dry up. I can't a blessing from the Lord up above. Gave him a beautiful woman to love. Place to live in some land to farm. Two good legs and two good arms. The whole story of Ike is, you know the story of Ike, right? Have you ever heard that? Probably, if you haven't heard that, I, the story of Isaac, you know, he had to go keep digging a well. What did he do? He didn't find in, he wasn't finding favor, so he kept going. To, he just kept going wherever God was telling him to go. But everywhere he went, the wells were coming up. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what doors other people are shutting on you. Because when God's got something planned for you, there is no devil in hell that can keep you from going where God's called you to go and being who God's called you to be and doing what God's called you to do. But let God do it. Don't try to do it on your own. When, if, there, if you get into a roadblock, just say, okay, God, what's up with this? What's going on right here? Lord, talk to me. And if he says, just, just chill for a little bit. I got this. Chill. And that holding pattern. Remember we were praying in the Holy Ghost before we got into service? There's times where the atmosphere has got to get ready for you to get there. What if God wants to, don't get anxious about what you want because God may want to give it to you without you having to do anything to begin with. But you can get ahead of the situation and think, oh, I got to have it. I got to have it now. So I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to get me a loan. And it's going to happen today. So is it the flesh. So of the flesh reap corruption. Now you can repent. But why go through the mess? Right? <laughs> Don't let it bite you twice. Don't get kicked by a horse twice either, right? Seriously. And that's what the Holy Spirit's there for. He's going, no, wait. When you're anxious, slow down. Okay, God, what's up here? Talk to me, Lord. What is it? He may say, you're fine. Just chill. Just steady, Eddie. Just keep on going. Don't get frustrated. It's all right. It's good. I got this. I'm working in ways that you don't even see right now. Come on. Trust me. Just keep doing what I've told you to do. Be diligent about what I've told you. You think, well, it ain't making a difference. Stop. If he's told you to do it, it's making a difference. Trust him. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. So when you let him act as as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. I'm telling you, your mind sometimes is going to go, well, what about this? And what about that? And whatever, you know, stop. Let that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you know what? I really care that over on you. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there were times I had opportunities, but I had to get in the Holy Ghost where my wife was concerned. I was not going to have an Ishmael in my life where my wife was concerned. Seriously. Don't settle. 
for what God has in store for you. Stay faithful. And there's times where you need to pray in the Holy Unit. If you're not having a whole lot of this peace that's on that one side, until you get that peace, don't do anything. Pray and edify yourself. Build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Which is the peace that surpasses. Until that peace that surpasses all understanding enters into the situation, then you can do something. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. It's always there. It is always there. Lean on it. Rely upon it. Trust in it with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Holy Spirit of peace. And he will lead you, guide you, and direct you. You get something tonight? Say, I will not be anxious or fretful. I will trust. And the Holy Spirit, who is my peace, who is my God. I trust you, Holy Ghost. Jesus, be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Holy Spirit, lead me to all that Jesus wants to take me to. I receive it in his name. Amen. Pastor Cassie, come on.